Hello all Beer Inside listeners, we get that watching a YouTube video isn't always an option, so here's the audio from our newest episode. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or many other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. I'm your not-so-humble host, Carp, and today we are in Villamard sector of Montreal, or Villamard Borough, technically, in Montreal, and joining me is Lambert of Saint-Cassette Beer Store. Hello, Mike. Hi. Thank you very much for hosting us today. Thanks Appreciate this. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a while, but there's this small little pandemic's gotten in our way to do this. So, a little bit. <laughs> um, I look forward to hearing about Saint-Cassette. I've been coming regularly since I live nearby. Uh, you brought me out, you brought us out a beer to share here. What are we uh, having? Uh, yeah, let's start with the beer. The first things first, uh, we're having this little uh, smoothie beer from uh, Brewski that we recently had in the shop uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's almost gone uh, by now, but uh, we, we still have to taste it, right? Yeah, yeah so. Okay, as we do on the show, a toast. A toast. <laughs> Salud. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Brewski. Mm. Yeah, it's the best for a reason, huh? Mm-hmm. This is good. So Lambert, it's you and three part, uh, two other partners. Uh, what made you guys to decide create Saint Cassette? It's me and one other partner, okay. and the other guy that works with us is Sam. He's been working with us since the beginning uh, as a, the employee, but he's pretty much always there. Mm-hmm. But um, my uh, partner is uh, Simon. Okay. And uh, basically, we started this uh, in the pandemic. As a lot of people started different things during the pandemic, we had to renew ourselves. Villemar, first of, first of all, it's a, it's a neighborhood which had nothing. Mm-hmm. We were in Verdun, both of us. We had, we'd lost our jobs uh, res- respectively. I was in the field of the interior design and architectural design. Okay. And uh, Simon was in uh, restaurants. So uh, Simon calls me one day. I was looking for different alternatives to try to invest in some things because the market was crazy at that moment. But uh, Simon calls me one day and he's like, hey, uh, I've been looking at uh, like convenience stores uh, to sell uh, that are selling their business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been looking at the numbers. And if you crunch the numbers, it kind of makes sense. You know, if we kind of turn this into a more like fancy kind of business. So I looked at it. We met. I'm like, hey, uh, th- that was like August 2020 when we first thought about it. And uh, like a week later, we just started looking at spots and then uh, I mean, with my design background, I was like, hey, about, how about we just start from scratch? We don't buy someone's inventory, mm-hmm. just going to build it up ourselves. And uh, Small was down with it, so we just start from scratch, we make something really nice looking and cool. And the idea was to get this place where, uh, where it would come, become some sort of a ritual every week for people in the neighborhood, you know? So we needed to be in a neighborhood where the, there was not too, ma- too much offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was mid-August. December, uh, September 1st, sorry, we kind of shook hands on uh, the fact that we're going to start a business. We incorporated the business then. And uh, our goal was to get a a location within a month. Mm -hmm. So October 1st, we signed for this place here and everything was to be built. We had no fridge, we had no nothing. It was middle of the pandemic. And our goal was to open on December 1st. So we had basically uh, two months to build the place, get the inventory, start ordering stuff, get the money, because we had no money at the time <laughs> yeah. too. So, uh, I mean, that's how it kind of started. Um, uh, if that answers the question, I, c- I could keep on going. Yeah, it sounds like everything just kind of like came together real quickly. Yeah. So that's cool. This, I know this was completely empty because I would take walks and there was mm-hmm. nothing here until you guys were here. So. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. 
and that was the, the that, that was a whole challenge to turn this place into something very very cool and funky and funny you know we wanted to build this like uh, really really nice looking place that people would be like hey this is probably the nicest looking uh, grocery store to buy your local beers and wines we wanted to like display the products in a, in a manner that like it looks uh, artistic and we value the artistic mm -hmm. side of the products so uh, yeah I mean you probably saw it uh, side happening as it went we know we like we put some uh, some things in the windows at yeah. some point yeah it's kind of like didn't we didn't say too much what it was but uh people were were getting it, it was getting people's attention yeah so Saint-Gasset for those who don't know in translating from English to French is pretty much happy hour yeah it is pretty much happy hour okay why Saint-Gasset that's a good question I mean uh, the idea was to have a uh, name that was uh, kind of trendy Mm -hmm. unique original and that would speak about the concept of the place and the essence of what we're doing so saint cassette is the french word for happy hour as mm -hmm. you said it's uh, a word that's typically quebecois word to say happy hour so since it's a typical quebecois word and we have products that fit with the apéro then it just made sense to call it saint cassette and not write like five a seven yeah. <laughs> but like actually in all letters all together so it looked just better like this as a brand and uh, so it all made sense with that word. It's, it's uh, my girlfriend actually found the, the name for it because okay, cool. we were like thinking about a, a bunch of different words and she's like, just call it Saint Cassette. It's really simple, yeah. right? So uh, yeah, it made a lot of sense, yeah. Having a unique name will definitely draw people's attention to it, I find. Absolutely. There's a sense also that like when you have a unique name, like you actually thought about it and you don't just open a store to sell stuff. There's that unique aspect to it. And it's like more than this, like, Having a Saint Cassette is almost a moment that you actually want to try things out. Like mm -hmm. you want to have a good cheese, a good this, a good that. Like it's a it's a moment for fine products. You don't just like buy popcorn or Doritos for a Saint Cassette, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like a kid's birthday or something yeah. like that, you know? So uh, yeah, it just made sense having Quebecois stuff in for Saint Cassette, like yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Plus you have ciders, uh, local Quebec wines as well, and even charcuterie and, and food and stuff, because I know the law in Quebec is you need I think it's three thousand dollars worth of food in your store. At more all now, times, more or now. Like that. It used to be about that, but now it change, they change a lot for five thousand dollars. Okay. And not only that, if like five thousand bucks, but you need to have a list of specific things to fit in as a grocery store. So you need to have boucherie, you need to have, uh, I mean, uh, meats yeah. like fresh meats. You need to have fish. You need to have, uh, uh, you know, conserve. Yeah. Uh, the whole deal, basically. Okay. And they don't apply the law well, so that's why there's a lot of. Uh, little stores that just sell alcohol and they don't really care and they sell a bunch of like uh, I don't know so dry sausage and hot sauce you know doesn't make sense yeah but uh, they, although they I'm, I'm a fan of dry sausage and hot sauce so like I'm yeah, not I know, complain I, know. When I see that <laughs> I know I know it's just in terms of law it's like uh, it's like it's a bit of a free-for-all in that domain which is kind of good too you know yeah yeah so it's, it's always a change and, and you know government regulations are constantly changing so who knows it'll ship for the better um, I know a couple, oh, I only know of one store like yourselves, uh, Boutique Cheers, unfortunately, they're no longer open, but they were shipping during the pandemic. Was that an option for you guys? Did you think about maybe let's ship the beers out, let's set up an online right. store? And it's a good question too. I mean, when we opened up, Cheers was open at that point and their business was kind of booming in terms of the online service. Putting up an online service, an online like store, I mean, uh, it was kind of a big deal for us just to open the store and then to put up the, sh the, the shipping and stuff. We had not too many employees, the cash was low. So we tried, we, t we thought about doing it and then we're like, no, we're just gonna focus on our store, making the experience inside great, having the right, uh, the right advice to people, giving the good service. 
And uh, yeah, we kind of left the idea on the side, but we did, we thought about it for a while. Okay. But we do deliveries, but for big orders, yeah. like uh, corporate stuff, you know? Okay. Speaking of that corporate stuff, you do have Théâtre Paradox across the street, old church that they turned into like a theater. Yeah. Uh, do you guys do anything with them, or is it just hand out your flyers and come enjoy a beer outside before you go see your show? I mean, uh, it, 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 kinds of, um, it kind of speaks for itself to have a terrace in front of Paradox, because when people have events there, they usually come there too early. Mm -hmm. So they just end up on our terrace and they chill and the terrace just like fills up in two seconds. It's pretty intense. Yeah. And after that, they just leave. But, uh, but Paradox, they're, they're good friends of ours. We did an event there last year. It was uh, freaking amazing. The, I mean, it's a great, great location to do any kind of event. It's insane. Yeah, I missed it out this summer. I know they had nerd stock, so it's like the geeky bands and stuff. And I'm sure you guys had a bunch of guys who look like me who enjoy that music just drinking beers on your on Perhaps, your terrace, perhaps. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. There's been a lot of things going yeah. on there. The terrace too. You guys are, I think, the only one I know of, at least in Montreal, that has yeah. a terrace. How, yeah. how did you get that? We worked hard for it, first thing, because <laughs> okay. it wasn't easy. Uh, before the terrace, there was a bus stop. So it's a step-by-step -step thing. Last year, we had so many freaking construction and, and like we <laughs> opened the shop. We yeah. had seven months of construction almost. And then we went to the mayor. We had the mayor come to our place here and be like, hey, listen, buddy, you know, we need some compensation for uh, these many works. So we kind of put pressure on the city to help us get rid of the bus stop and allow us to put this terrace here. So uh, they got rid of the bus stop, took months. And after that, we needed some special design plans to show that the terrace was respectful. So we had the plans done, sent mm -hmm. to the city, which, which I did because I'm a designer of profession. Yeah. So, um, and after that, we had this permit, uh, which is not a, a terrace permit because the terrace is an extension of your inside space. This is just like a public space permit okay. to put stuff on it. Yeah. So it's a big gray zone. Yeah. When you approached the, the city about opening the location, were they very welcoming or they're just like, oh no, we don't need a, a beer store here? Extremely welcoming. Okay, cool. Extremely welcoming compared to Verdun. Verdun was very unwelcoming. And these, they were super welcoming because Sylvain right there, he wanted a neighbor. Mm -hmm. He's like, my business gonna be better if I get a neighbor. Uh, the whole SDC, they know the one that uh, take care of this commercial yeah. pro project, whatever, they were super hyped to have a new, uh, new store like this too, because the offer was not there. There's another place right like all the way back in, uh, in, in Vidimal, like on, on the other end of Monk Street, that was already there, like a fine grocery, but uh, yeah. it's not the same concept. We're more focused on Saint Cassette and wines. Mm -hmm. They're more like, uh, like all around fine grocery. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, definitely a need. And it's like, uh, we saw it. I mean, people were hyped in the neighborhood. The, the number of times that people told us, wow, it's so nice that you guys opened up a shop here because we don't need to go uh, so far to get anything now. So it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, really no. well welcomed. Villemart is, is an older neighborhood in, in uh, Montreal. You, you probably have more than enough people who come in and be like, hey, what's this craft beer stuff? Yeah. What's that beer you get that Molson or Bud Drinker? Like, what kind of style do you introduce them to to get them to craft beer? <laughs> so there's two types of client that like the Molson style beer. There's the one that just never put foot in our store. They just look and they leave okay. because they see straight up what, what it's about. <laughs> and after that, there's the one coming in and being like, how come there's the beer like three times the price? And uh, it's like, uh, I drink Molson. Can you like recommend me something? Like, first of all, if you drink Molson, this is like, uh, yeah. this is entry level beer. We have high end level beer here. So if you want to actually taste some malts, some real malts taste like some notes of bread and some, some hops and you feel them in your mouth. Like you want to get the feeling there, 
you can try something here. I always recommend them beers around like four, four fifty, mm -hmm. just so it doesn't break the the, the, the budget. And uh, always a blonde beer, like uh, you know, like a Silo, a good Louvain or something yeah. like that. Or even Louvain is a bit intense, but uh, maybe like a Hop Fan Shark is very easy to go by. So uh, never IPAs, never sta Imperial Stouts, never nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, even so. I mean with the the lager line that Catavagin has. Uh, yeah, 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 this yeah, Music true. for Cancer beer as well from Milil. Yeah, hundred so, yeah, percent. These guys, yeah. That's uh, that's good, and and I mean I'm also a very big fan of Catavagin. You know, you know, getting to speak with Keegan and, and Mike, their sales rep, it's it's nice that to see them on shelves like yours. So you're coming up on two years, just as of this episode, more or less. Any weird or funny or frustrating stories? Have you had anybody, like an artist from Pagadox come in and buy beer? Like any kind of weird stories while you're working the desk? We always have weird little things happening. I don't think we didn't, we never had like nothing major, I think. Okay. But uh, like no one tried to like break in the place. <laughs> uh, one funny story though, is that we have a double lock system inside the place. One lock is uh, is like some sort of a big fat bike lock. Yeah. So no, no one can jump the, mm -hmm. the, the thing and uh, whatever. But we, you need to lock the door and then put the lock. One night, the, the, uh, we forgot to lock the door, but we put the bike lock. And out of all the nights, it was a night where, it was a night where there was a party in Angrignon uh, Park. <laughs> okay. So a bunch of kids of like 16 years old just were like coming down the street at one in the morning. And then there's just that girl just opens up the door for no apparent reason and the lock was just there but the thing went off and oh, man. i saw that thing wake up in the middle of the night what the hell someone's trying to rob our place and then we look at the cameras is that drunk girl just open the door <laughs> better this than but no lot no losses no broken windows and that's, that's the important part exactly yeah uh so you mentioned you you come from an artist more or less artistic background interior design i noticed art inside yep. what made you guys start putting up the art for sale I mean, uh, first of all, it's all my art. So, uh, so I've been doing uh, paintings for, for a while now and instead of keeping them in the basement, you know, uh, you gotta put them up somewhere and people can see them. So, uh, so that's why it just is everywhere in the shop if you wanna take some shots in, inside after. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, it gives this vibe to the, to the Saint Cassette, this more artsy vibe, yeah. artistic. It's like, uh, and they do sell. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling we're selling one painting a day because they're quite expensive, but like, yeah, it's yeah. really good stuff. I like seeing that at, at breweries and, and, and at other breweries and other stores is when they're, it's, I, I mean, it's supporting you clearly, but if you didn't have art on the wall, maybe you'd contact another local artist and be like, hey, you want to put maybe. your stuff up? Well, because I've already sold all mine for now. <laughs> yeah, no, so. no, exactly. I was, we were thinking about it too, but like, you know what? This is my shop and, and, and yeah. it's my, I say mine, but uh, it's just because I'm there, but uh, it's our shop, but still it's my paintings. I have some walls now mm -hmm. and I can put them up for sale and it's going to yeah. generate some extra revenue for the shop. So, uh, so it's like, it just ends up being a personal gallery almost. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Maybe do a little yeah. art show and, and like wine and cheese bearing or something. December 1st, <laughs> December 1st. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. true. December 1st, your two year anniversary. Yeah, we didn't announce yet, but uh, yeah. something's coming up. And I do like, you know, it is very artistic and, and Theatre Paradox is right there too. Yeah. And, you know, they're about the arts and stuff. They, I know they've had concerts and, and all that other stuff. So just combining everything together in this area. That's one of the reasons why we came here okay. too. Because of Paradox, we're like, man, this is like the best venue to do any sort of event. It's right in front. People yeah. are going to show up here. They're going to come there. I mean, uh, some comedians come here sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to hijack La Cuvée from uh, St. Uh, Little Burgundy and bring it over here instead. <laughs> the, <laughs> La Cuvée? Yeah, the, uh, it's a beer, beer slash distillery alcohol festival. 
oh. every year. Yeah. Or For well, real? not the last two years because of a pandemic. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's usually February. It's called La Cuvée. So. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. actually. Because we're thinking uh, next year we're planning some sort of a big like uh, beer wine garden. Okay. Like on the terrace on yep. the other side because they have their own set of, uh, of like uh, beer, beer garden tables and stuff, you know? Cool. So uh, we're kind of planning this out for the, it's, it's more going to be like a neighborhood thing. Yeah. But uh, still it's to develop, but there's going to be something next year very fun. If things yeah. are changing, you know, I, I, I honestly think that Villamar got jealous of how successful Verdun became the last 10 years. They're like, no, 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 now it's our turn. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, it's gonna come. It's gonna come eventually. I think the hype around Villemar, but uh, businesses need to keep opening. Yeah, because there's more business that close that open. It's like it's about like the same now. Like two yeah. businesses that just opened last year just closed now. Like this cafe and the the, the Portuguese chicken place just closed down after not even a year. So uh, so it's done. But after next project, the Buvet Monk. This is like the the most hype project. It's been people have been talking about it for like f four years. So when this opens, if that stays open, I think this is gonna be like another, another like success on the yeah. street. Because I mean, our shop is going well. You know, there we've been adapting in the pandemic situation, but still everything is fine. And uh, I think it's a proof too that it's possible to start a nice business on Monk. Yeah. But uh, it needs to be a good business. It needs to be like well-rounded. We've been adapting a lot of things, trying yeah. to offer the best service possible. You know, it's a lot of hustle. I think it's going to pay off in the long term too. Because even last summer I saw a video online, it's like Monk Boulevard kind of broken down into five sections. Oh yeah? And it's like, well, here's why you should go in, in these sections. And then it started at that end and it's like, okay, well, there's the old, well, the bar closed. To, I think it's going to become another bar down there, what used to be RV. I'm not sure. Uh, and maybe... There's a, there's a whole thing about that building yeah. with the RV, huh? Yeah. There's a whole, like, uh, uh, like because this is like a Maison Chambre, if, okay. if you're uh, yeah. familiar with the concept. But uh, they were supposed to tear it down, but the city doesn't want to tear it down. They <laughs> want to keep those affordable uh, housing yeah. for people in need. So I'm not sure what that's going to become, but it's, uh, yeah. it's good and not good, you know, for the neighborhood. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's just, it feels, like I said, it feels like Monk is trying to bring itself back because when I was a kid they always have the sidewalk sale and it was super fun when I was a kid oh yeah and then you actually grew up here from uh, yeah yeah so up on Mazarin <clears throat> okay nice so that's that's where I grew up and, and just when this was still a church they used to have a thing a meal yeah. during the sidewalk sale and everything so so have you result yeah these guys they 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 fight at H2O the gym right oh. there <laughs> yeah and we're uh, we did some uh, some collaborative events with them speaking so of collabs uh, what collaborations have you done First of all, let's just start with these guys. Uh, at H2O, there's a couple of really good fighters, uh, MMA fighters. Uh, they fight in different leagues in mm -hmm. the States. And uh, one guy fought in Abu Dhabi in like those uh, UAE Warrior Leagues, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Another one's PFL. So uh, even GSP's there almost every week when he's in Montreal. So it's like, it's a really good gym. And uh, we've been sponsoring a little bit, these guys, you know, because we want to encourage them. We're big fans of MMA. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the collabs. We did a beer for Ali. We did a beer for Mike. Uh, by for for Mick, not Mike, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, that was one. We did some collabs with Orsabar as a more as a design consultancy, you know, because uh, I do all the the branding because mm -hmm. of the you know I know I know how to do these things. So uh, yeah. I love doing the artistic side of the job. Is def it's so fun, so creative, and we like we kind of want to like uh, expand the Saint Cassette vibe a bit everywhere by doing collabs like this. So trying to put the creative side of like not just being a grocery, but being like a little artistic boutique too. So uh, get the name out. Uh, we did a collab too. Oh, we, one of the big collabs is with Tamarack. Okay. So you know Tamarack, right? Mm -hmm. So it's Patrick. It's his own yeah. brand. 
Um, Patrick needed a rebranding, so uh, we worked together to rebrand his old, whole beers. Uh, so we kept the concept simple. It was a really nice collab. I still work for him. I know what kind of beers he's, they're coming up, so it's pretty yeah. fun, yeah. Could you see Saint-Cassette collab, collabing to make an anniversary beer coming up? Well, it's, it'd be a short time frame now, but yeah, not if, this year. if there's a Saint-Cassette beer on, on your shelves. Not this year. Okay. Because this year's got, it's been more of a, it's been a, a rougher year than last year for many, many reasons. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we kind of went like tight on our expenses. We have one collab coming out. It's not a beer. It's something quite special. Okay. It's cool. a, it's a soft absinthe that we're going to okay. have the right to sell in our store. Wow. It's a 15% absinthe. It's based on uh, apple vermouth mm -hmm. as the main alcohol. So that's why we're allowed to sell it. But it doesn't taste like apple. It tastes like literally absinthe, but 15%. That's very interesting. It's that's called, very cool, too. I it like is. that. The bottle is insane. Yeah. It's hand-drawn. It's, it's freaking amazing. I'll yeah, have yeah. to be uh, swinging by on your anniversary date to, to see if there's, one, <laughs> if there's one left on the shelf for me and if I'm actually in Oh, there should be. We have <laughs> Montreal about, uh, that day. Yeah, we have quite quite a few bottles, so it should be fine. <laughs> Very cool. I like that. If you could collab with a beer of some of your favorite breweries, who would you like to do a collab beer with to put on your shelves? Interesting. I mean, uh, we have a couple of friends uh, in the industry that we would love to we would love to collab with. I mean, Silo and, and Patrick are two good friends, but mm -hmm. maybe people we know a bit less love to collaborate with, uh, let's say, Sir John or Cinquième Baron for okay. uh, for doing like some nice uh, artsy collab yep. and very funky stuff. And uh, one of our good friends, uh, Damien, he's now brewing uh, the uh, beer at uh, Brasserie du Canada. Okay. He's one of the main brewers. Uh, man, Damien is a, is a legend. He's really good microbiology background. I mean, he's a good friend of ours. So if you could collaborate with him uh, through uh, like BBC or something like that, it'd be really amazing too. I mean, you're coming up on your two anniversary. Are you going to stay for the par for the course or, or is there expansions in mind? Like, like what's next for Saint-Cassette as a brand? I mean, expansion is a, is a tough thing, right? Because yeah. to expand, you need to have the, the resources. Right now, the idea is to, um, is to focus until the end of the year on keeping it really, really tight in the store. And next year, we're going to see if it, if it means something to expand, you know? It's like there's... Think about it. It's paradoxical to expand something that needs to be unique. Yeah. So you want to have really unique products. You want to have like small batches, but then you want to have volume at the same time to expand the sales. So it's like, how do you do this? You know, there's like a fine line between being mainstream and being unique. Yeah. So we're kind of navigating that line. We're going to open something else for sure, but it's not going to be the same concept. It's going to be a different concept that's going to add to what's already existing. Okay. Yeah. So when we come out week before your anniversary, what's the big plan for the anniversary party? Anniversary party means uh, fun and people we love. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be open to everyone, uh, but we're going to strongly like uh, suggest people that we know to come. Mm -hmm. We're not exactly sure of the formula about tickets or not, and what we're allowed to do inside of the sh store or not. So we just need to figure that out exactly. But basically, it's going to be a small uh, release, uh, small celebration. When if when we're going to close the shop on December first, uh, starting a certain hour, okay. and then we're going to have a private event. It's gonna be. It's it's like if we privatize the shop for one day. Yeah. Okay, so cool. it's gonna be like uh, only people that know us that can come in. If, even if you don't have like a, like a ticket or anything like that. We, oh no, Mike, we know you. It's yeah. our event. You want to come in? Yeah, you come. So uh, and you're gonna have access to all the special releases. Uh, we're gonna have a couple of things. Yeah, going on. Okay. We're gonna have a couple of paintings too up there. New paintings to show. Uh, and we're gonna have like you know it's gonna be like a bit of a chilling. 
we're gonna have uh, three tastings. Very cool. So uh, you're gonna have you're gonna be able to taste like a lot of different cool products because we're allowed to offer tasting in the shop. Mm -hmm. That's what I know. So it's gonna be that kind of like uh, à la bonne franquette entre amis, uh, tasting and access to uh, imprimeur to cool stuff. Very cool. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I, I like the concept of like kind of just shut down as a very specific. Maybe let's say just four hours for your regulars and those that you want to invite there. I, I do like that concept. <clears throat> nice. And, and you know what? You, you know, this, the crazy thing is that all the terrace you see there, that yeah. needs to be gone by Monday and uh, we don't have a back store. So uh, all these like metal frames, they're going to be inside somewhere. Okay. And I'm going to like recreate this vibe inside. Very cool. So it's going to yeah, make it feel more nature inside. Yeah, except for the trees, though. The trees yeah. are saying else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like the tables are going to be inside. So maybe we're going to use this kind of setup for the for the anniversary as well to make it look nice. Not sure exactly how that's going to work, but uh, it's going to work. Believe very me. cool. I look forward to it. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> uh, Lambert, thank you very, very much for speaking with thank us you, today Mike. about Saint-Cassette. Very appreciate it. Uh, for those who don't know about Saint-Cassette, let them know where they can find you on <clears throat> physically and on social media. You can find us at, uh, at le... Uh, 5 à 7 on Instagram so the le is very important because you're going to end up somewhere else <laughs> and um, the shop is located on the 5980 uh, Monk Street Monk Boulevard in Villemard, Montreal just right above Verdun so uh, wherever you guys are from come see us you're going to have the best uh, advice in the world to get the best beers wines, ciders and all the other products for your happy hour from Quebec from Quebec yeah <laughs> awesome as for us, allbeerinside.com is the website, at allbeerinside on all social media. And as you see at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap.